It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, joins me in studio. Good afternoon to you. Hi there. Uh, Jane, you are very welcome. And 1850 333 103, text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. Your questions, please. Questions already coming in. Michael, I've got a collie dog, four years old, barks and snaps at new people coming into the house. Any advice? Mm, This is a real challenge. And to be honest, something I think needs dealing with fairly urgently okay so I, I think it's one of those things that some, most dogs are as nice as pie with their own family and a lot of dogs are incredibly social love meeting new people love meeting new dogs etc some can be a little bit more challenging and usually it's not that there's any malice behind it they're mm-hmm. usually not you know, let's say aggressive for the sake of it a lot of it comes from fear sometimes fear or the urge to protect um, so in this case I would suspect um, that it's probably this little collie is protecting his family as it were um, collies have an additional let's say string to their bow of personality yeah. um, in that they have a massive herding mentality so if you think about what collies are traditionally used for they're used as kind of sheep herding dogs yeah. so they have a kind of a they're pre-programmed to round things up. <laughs> yeah. So when people are coming into the house they that they're not know. so sure of, they're probably A, protecting their family, but B, trying to round them up. Okay. So that's what kind of the, the, the barking the worry, and the snapping. The, the barking is bad enough, but the snapping, snapping is, you would be afraid he'd bite. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you're into a whole different ballgame. Yes. I think in this case, to be honest, rather than letting it drag on any longer, I would advise getting some professional help, to be honest. Um just to keep everybody safe in that environment as well and I think that little dog probably doesn't know exactly what it's doing it's just acting on instinct um, but that's really important to control because we don't want anybody getting hurt um, I think the best thing to do would be speak to your vet Um they will be able to point you towards a qualified behaviourist and okay. dog trainer. Now, the really important thing is to get somebody who's, let's say, has the appropriate qualifications and experience within that field of behaviour. Um, so speaking to your vet so will really So it is you. possible uh, even at four to turn it around? I think absolutely. Yeah. I think okay. anything can be worked on. Um, okay. I think without an individual assessment, let's say, of that dog within the home, it's very difficult to say. But that's exactly what behaviourists do every day. A lot of the time they will want to, let's say, observe the dog in their own environment, observe how they interact with the family, 
family or with strangers um, and, th- and they can tell a lot from that okay. very much like a, a patient coming in to be diagnosed with me I would notice things that let's say another person wouldn't notice behaviourists will notice things about a situation that you might not notice yourself and they are um, good and they, they are, are fabulous yeah, and, but, but you yeah. can get help okay yes. uh, Joanne on the Model Farm Road has a cat that has gone off her food an 11 year old cat seems healthy and happy but is not eating and is not even drinking too much water now that's a worry when a cat goes it off its food because even Absolutely. when a cat is sick it'll try to eat mm. I think there, there could be two things going on here you're exactly right Patricia cats will pretty much put on a brave face until they're very very ill and to be honest they don't usually stop kind of eating and drinking and looking very ill until they're very ill indeed now there could be two things going on here if your little cat is otherwise healthy happy bouncing around full of the joys of life I suppose if you live in an urban area, is somebody else feeding the cat? <laughs> um, so maybe just ask around the neighbours if your cat does o- does seem otherwise absolutely in great grand form, bouncing around very active. Ask your neighbours, has um has your little cat fitting your description been visiting them for, let's say, a, a dish of milk or a little bit of food or scraps off the table? Because you never know. Sometimes we get people coming in with, let's say, cats that are putting on weight and they'll say to me, we're only feeding him a tiny amount. I'm saying, but yes, what are the neighbours feeding him? And they'll go and home. They will and eat in more than one house. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They'll they'll take all the great snacks they can get. So I would just double check, provided that let's say every, your cat is really, really well and seems full of the joys of life, that somebody else isn't feeding him. But let's say that he's not exactly 100%. Um, any little bit of lethargy or illness, um, or even as a precautionary measure, I would pop to your vet. When a cat stops eating and drinking being very lazy sleepy dehydrated is very very soon to follow and in a small little cat that can be very very serious very quickly so I would suggest as a precautionary measure visit your vet they'll have a full physical examination they'll talk to you about all of his habits recently whether there's any vomiting or diarrhea or any other problems in some cats particularly those that are let's say getting on in years a little bit I know our caller's cat is 11 so we're let's say not over the hill entirely but mm, we're in, older our, in our older years as yeah. it were um normally the first protocol we will have if there's not a let's say an immediately obvious problem will be to do some blood tests because there's there's some diseases that are, are more common in let's say older cats whether that be kidney problems or liver problems or even thyroid problems so an overactive thyroid is really common in older cats and that can cause lots of different changes so i think if there's any doubt at all about how well your cat is, I would go to the vet just for yeah, a check And then, as you say, I think you, you you may have got it as well. If the cat is fine and, and the vet finds nothing wrong, it could be just that it's, it's eating somewhere yeah. else. I remember a friend of mine was moving house over in England and was leaving on the day with the cat in, in her, the cat basket. And a woman from across the road came running over saying, what are you doing with my cat? And <laughs> she said, this is my cat. And see me for three years, this woman thought she owned. She said, that oh, cat turned up my doorstep three years ago. And Jane said, sorry, that's my cat. It lives with me. And luckily <laughs> she had it my microchipped and whatever yeah. there was almost a standoff between the neighbours oh this goodness. other woman thought it was her cat anyway wow. so yeah they, they <laughs> can feed and, and, and eat uh, some, somewhere else um, Pat says a Patricia suggestion please what type of dog would Jane recommend that would be a good companion for a Jack Russell they stay around the house um, outdoor dogs but we have them they, it would be locked up at night but looking for a companion for a Jack Russell, Jack Russell. okay 
I think usually something of a similar size or at least not too dissimilar in size is is a good idea. So a Jack Russell Terrier, um, if he's going to be outside quite a lot, I wouldn't go for anything smaller than a Jack Russell, certainly, because um, they can perhaps be a tad more fragile. Um, so I would probably go for, let's say, a small to medium sized dog. Um, that's it. Dogs of all shapes and sizes get on, can get on like a, you know, a house on fire yeah. sometimes. Um, but just to make life life easier, that's probably the best situation. As for a breed it's difficult to say really maybe another Jack Russell I know yeah. I know lots of I have lots of lovely little pairs of Jack Russells that come walk through my doors and they, they seem and to be like great, a little and they're great bodies yeah they, they are yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they turn into a great little motley crew but the one thing I would say is I wouldn't focus on a breed so much um, I would maybe focus on let's say personality um, yeah and I think maybe possibly re-home. a rehomed yeah. dog would be a really yeah. really good idea would you bring the other dog along sometimes you can if you speak yeah. to the centre the rehoming centre I know the ISPCA are, are very keen to make sure that let's say a new dog being placed in a new home will get on with all of the occupants as it were Yeah. so have a chat to them about the dog you have and um, their personality and your situation and your housing situation um, and general routine and they're very very good at matching up owners and situations Square with the perfect dog and I think you're doing a great thing in giving a rehome dog a second chance. Yeah, 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 and it will be great company for your own little uh, Jack Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, uh, this is Kay. Uh, hi, Patricia. A question for Jane, please. Should I worry about lung worms? I've got a golden retriever and I walk him a lot on high grass. Many thanks for any update. Mm, this is a really interesting one, actually. So lungworm is becoming a little bit of a hot topic in veterinary, actually. Um, so it's essentially very much like worms that would, let's say, live in the intestines and you might find them in the poo out the back end. Lungworm is a little bit different. It lives in the body, but it lives within the lungs and the vessels surrounding the lungs. Oops. OK, um, now, not good, not good, yeah. not good at all. Now, it's not the most common thing in Ireland. Okay. Um, it's very, very common in the UK at the moment. Um, it changes a lot with the weather um, what I would say is it's very dependent on the snail population um, snails and slugs because it's transmitted through them so one of the, the stages of the mini little life cycle of the lungworm is transmitted through the snail so a lot of the time it will be dogs that like to eat snails or slugs and in, in the garden and you'll be surprised a lot of them do okay. um, or ones that will come into contact with that so what I would say is it can it can be very weather dependent. Uh, and so very it isn't just high high grass. It's not that just what Kay high grass. Is talking about okay. It's something that's a well established problem in the UK, but it's becoming more and more apparent over here. So I would say the best thing I sh- I could advise is protect against it. We do see occasional cases. Um, so the easiest way to do it, to be honest, is to use a worming tablet. And it's the same worming tablet that you will be giving in most cases oh, to deal it? with roundworms and tapeworms. So speak to your vet. Some products on the market will will be perfect for lungworm. Some, some so won't cover that. So the dog may be already protected by the worm Depending dose. on yeah. what, worming, what, okay. what wormer you're using. So check with your vet. I think it's best to just perfect, protect um, for it in any case because it's the simplest thing to do. And just keeping up with your worming. Normally for an, an average active dog, every Every three months or so with an average product is perfect. Um, it's a little bit more frequent in younger dogs, certainly. Um, but I think check with your vet, see what you're using already, see if that covers it. If not, your vet will be able to point you towards something that will cover the lungworm as well as other types of worms. Best prevented because it can be very serious, cause a lot of serious bleeding problems and unfortunately even death. All right. OK. Hi, uh, Jane. Can a small dog pick up arthritis when he's only seven? And if so, what are the symptoms? Mm, Somebody else is worried uh, about a small dog. Short answer is yes, you'd be surprised. Um, It's kind of like ourselves, really. Let's say arthritis Mm. is much more common in, let's say, the older people, as it were, in in the older generation. But 
I suppose a lot of people throughout, let's say, young and middle age can also suffer from arthritis, but sometimes it can be slightly different. Usually if, if let's say, a middle-aged dog is suffering from arthritis, it's because they will perhaps have had, let's say, a previous injury in that joint, which makes that joint environment not as nice as it would have been and before. And again, not unlike humans. Not unlike humans, yeah. exactly. Um, so I would say the main the main symptoms really will be not wanting to be as active on walks or perhaps even being a little bit stiff in the mornings and loosening up through the day. Um, not wanting to jump jump up and down on the sofa, run up and down the stairs. Things that they would normally do. Normally do, exactly. High impact activity on joints is usually quite sore so they'll usually try and limit that to a certain degree. Now every dog is different and some dogs despite the worst arthritis in the world will try and jump on the sofa regardless. Um, But I think if you have any concern and you are concerned that he is stiff or sore, visit your vet. Um, There are lots of, let's say, anti-inflammatory pain medications available if that's appropriate and if not, it's really important just to to rule out other causes of lameness might not necessarily be arthritis so your vet will be able to examine your dog assess his gait when he's running and trotting but also have a good feel of everything and he may even suggest some investigations if they're appropriate so i think for a seven-year-old dog it's best to nip it in the bud if it is arthritis it's very manageable but there's other things it still could be yeah i suppose people think because it's seven it's deemed oh that's a young dog it Mm. couldn't possibly be arthritis but Mm. unfortunately it can and it's like with humans it can come on at uh, any age okay Mm -hmm. we leave it there jane thank you for that and uh, thanks for joining us that is uh, jane pickett of the island wood veterinary hospital in newmarket part of the mill street veterinary group Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.